Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spire. So as I mentioned last podcast, I was going to try to get Billy on to answer some pest control questions. We've had people ask for this for quite some time, and I honestly don't know why I haven't done it until now. So what we've done is kind of collected some of the questions I've received. We A bunch of you hit us up with new ones. I have some old ones that we pulled out that we have answered, and I figured this would be a nice way for folks to keep tarantulas that find themselves in a situation where they need pest control to know, A, that their tarantulas are safe, or B, come up with a plan B if the particular type of treatment is not going to be safe for tarantulas. So usually I'm up here by myself talking to myself in front of the computer. We are now like crammed together trying to use this microphone correctly but billy is here with us hello and her voice is coming across great which is wonderful last time we did an interview i used an online software that allowed her to be downstairs me upstairs and now we're doing it just the old-fashioned way we're sitting right in front of each other but it's kind of odd because i'm so used to being up here by myself so what we're going to do for this one is i've tried to group the questions in terms of specific insects, specific types of pests they're treating. Some of them people will ask about several different ones. So you'll see as we get into it, somebody might start with carpenter ants and go to termites. But we're trying to group them together. So first we're going to go through and answer these individual questions because I'm assuming if they're an issue for one person, somebody else might find the same issue. And then what we'll do is at the end of it, we'll kind of just go through each of the pests we covered. And Billy will talk a bit about just what the safest way to treat them would be for somebody who keeps arachnids. Because again, and I think we all freak out from myself and myself included in our old house. We had a couple times where we saw ants and I freaked out and Billy's like, that's okay. I'll treat. And I did not want her to treat. Like I was really worried that the spraying of the ants outside could somehow, I don't know, they'd bring it in and the tarantula. I don't know. I was freaking out about it. And I think a lot of us are the exact same way where we have something like that happen. And our first thought is, okay, yes, I need to treat this, but is it going to end up killing my spiders? So what we're going to do, we're going to start with one we just received as a comment on one of my YouTube videos, and this one kind of covers a couple, but mostly, I believe it was, what was it, uh, termites, powder post beetles, carpenter ants, what is it, wood-destroying wood destroying wood, insects. Wood-destroying insects. So I will read the comment, and then Billy will respond with how she would treat it. Now, one thing I want to make very, very, very clear, in our state, I'm going to go out on a limb and say different states have different regulations as far as what people can use as, as far as treatment for insects and spiders and all that kind of stuff. I know like when I used to do painting on boats and stuff, some states couldn't use paints that we could get. With running joke was everything we use would cause cancer in California, but apparently not Connecticut because we were able to use it. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that from state to state, the treatments may vary. So please keep that in mind when we go through this. What she's telling us is what she's done here and 20-something years in the state of Connecticut, it may be different in other states. So first one we got, I listened to your podcast, love the idea of having a Q&A with Billy. If it's not too late, I have a pesticide-related situation that maybe she could weigh in on. Well, it wasn't too late. I am closing on a house, and during the inspection, the previous owner's bug guy showed up to do maintenance spraying, in quotes. I asked exactly where and what he was spraying for. He said he was spraying the exterior of the home for carpenter ants and termites. We had talked previously about spraying outside for wood-destroying insects, and I know now that it shouldn't be problematic. However, the guy was also spraying the basement for roaches and spiders, which was really concerning to me. I'd love to know before moving my collection in if spraying the basement could affect my teas on upper floors of the house. Do these chemicals degrade over time? And if so, how long until my basement is no longer contaminated? And finally, is there anything I can do to remove the chemicals from the sprayed area? For example, air out the house, mop, clean that affected area, etc. Thanks, as always, for the input. All right, so I'm going to pass this over to Billy because I know nothing about this. This is all her. Go ahead and answer that one. Okay, so it really depends on what state you're in because um, in the north, 
north part of the country up here, we only have one type of termite, and that's not a termite that you would normally spray for. So um, I know in Florida they have drywood termites and uh, different kinds of species of termites, but up here we don't have anything except um, subterranean termites, and we use a baiting system for that normally. Um, as far as wood destroying insects, what he was probably spraying for was like occasional invaders like um, carpenter ants, beetles, spiders, that kind of thing. The best thing to do would actually just be clean because pesticide can be removed with regular cleaning. Um, any kind of um, hot water, a little Dawn, or any kind of disinfectant will remove pesticide. Pesticide naturally breaks down. After a few months, the stuff we have nowadays naturally breaks down. It doesn't last forever like it used to. So the best thing to do would just clean the area, hot water, a disinfectant, and you'll actually remove the pesticide that way. As far as an exterior treatment, I I don't think you have to worry. I mean, I've done exterior treatments on our house, and um, there's been no problems. So I would say you have nothing to worry about as far as the exterior treatment went. Now, even if they didn't clean, would it be an issue with that type of stuff? Because that's what I was worried about, like them tracking it in. or Well, it depends on what he used because there's different pesticides available in different states. And most of the time, what companies are using are residuals. So what happens is after the tech sprays, it leaves a film. And that film can be tracked to different areas. But normally, um, if the collection is up on the second floor and the technician sprayed the basement, the chances of anything going from the basement up to the second floor are slim and none. So I, I don't, I, just to be safe though, I would clean if you can, if not, um, sunlight and moisture break down pesticide naturally. So. Sounds good. Hopefully that answered that. That's the one thing I know when you sprayed for the ants that I freaked out about. Cause my thought was I'm going to walk in, I'm going to track them on the floor. The dogs are getting them on their feet. I'm going to pet the dogs. I'm going to go in the tarantula room and kill off all my tarantulas. And that always worried me. So good to hear that. Next one's a two-parter. She asked, uh, this is from Gina. She asked about two different types of pests. First one involved mosquitoes, which I had notes for. So I'm glad I found this one. Hi, Tom. I'd really appreciate hearing if Billy has some insight on these two questions, although I realize they might be overly specific. Number one, my town occasionally sprays for mosquitoes by driving a truck around at night and spreading a big cloud of something called Biomist 4 plus 4 ULV. That sounds safe. I'm assuming, hoping this does not pose much danger as long as I watch the schedule and keep the windows shut. Thoughts? Now, I know, I think, did they spray around? Didn't they spray around us at one point? Uh, I I think down south, in like the southern part of Connecticut, they did. Okay, maybe it wasn't us. I remember being worried about that because I heard in the news they were going to do it and I was freaking out. So what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, so what Biomist is, is it's basically kill on contact insecticide, which is why they do it at night. Because pollinators like bees, uh, butterflies are not out at night and mosquitoes are out at night. So when they spray this Biomist, it's at a very, very low concentration or toxicity. It kills the mosquitoes on contact that are flying around. And there's really a lot of stuff I read up on it. I mean, you could be outside when they're spraying this. It doesn't, like, hurt any uh, healthy fish ponds. It's kind of odd. It doesn't do anything to birds, which is strange because usually pesticides are more dangerous to birds and, and fish than any than other animals. Um, so, sun, again, sunlight, moisture totally dissipates this product. As long as the windows were shut uh, when this treatment was going on, you have nothing to worry about. Well, it's good to know it doesn't hurt the birds, so it's not like a DDT or something. No, <laughs> no. It's, or is, it's, it, is it a new product? Because I was no, worried. No, it's Permethrin, I think. Okay, and it's, it's been around for a while. Yeah, forever. I always worry when I hear about the newer products that later on down the road, they're going to find out that they're harmful to something because that seems to be the big thing. 
So that's good to know. The second part of the question, I believe, was roaches. Number two, we are coming up on the time of year in Dallas where I have problems with gigantic roaches finding their way into the house. Yummy. I used to use liquid Talstar Pro. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And a pump sprayer to spray along the baseboards, and it worked well for me, but I have not used it since getting tarantulas. I was wondering if there is actually a chance that any of it becomes airborne and wafts around the house or if it pretty much dries down and stays where it was put. Okay, so um, Talstar P is is a very common insecticide. In fact, um, we use it we use it for um, mosquito treatments on the outside. It tends to stick to foliage better than other products, so it does stick around. I would not use it inside a house if if you have tarantulas. I mean, people can use it. Obviously, they have um, non insect pests pets rather. So I would say there's a lot of other things you can do to prevent the roaches from getting in. There's granular baits. Advanced Granular is a terrific product you can use on the outside of the house that will uh, take care of the roaches um, without having to worry about them coming in any longer. Um, and you can also spray the foundation of the exterior with Tallstar if you'd like. That would work. I just wouldn't use it inside anymore because it does leave a film and these things can track it around. Sounds good. So apparently that's out. <laughs> I, th- I wonder how many people are like going, oh, no. <laughs> um, next one, I believe another roach one. Hey, Tom, I know that you've mentioned some stuff on pest control and the ability works in that industry. But have you ever done a dedicated episode on either platform for different methods, risks, procedures, etc.? Well, here we are. I asked because my daughter and grandson just moved back in and they seem to have brought some unwanted guests with them. I'll give you a hint. I breed several species of their cousins for feeders. I currently have bait traps, two different brands in case they have a preference, and that gel bait that comes in the epoxy-looking tube, and strategic locations upstairs. My collection is downstairs, so the thought was any poisoned roaches would be dead before making it to my reptile or invert room. Downstairs, we've been using kill-on-site and non-toxic glue traps. We use the glue traps that nothing bigger than a roach will fit through the openings. I also tried those ultrasonic things, but found a roach sitting on top of one, so I don't think they work well. My biggest concern is that they might find my dubia colonies and set up shop inside of the tubs. If I put down a good diatomaceous earth, does that sound right? Yes. Okay, I've never heard of that. That's obviously a term Billy's familiar with. I'm not. Along the walls in my reptile room. If this doesn't solve the problem, we have to resort to more extreme measures, especially downstairs. What are my options? Bug bomb? If so, what would be the preferred brand? How long do I air the house out afterwards, etc.? I got a lot of animals, so it would be quite an undertaking. Thanks in advance for any reply. So there's a lot to this one. I will pass it over to Billy because I'm still trying to wrap my mind up. Was it diatomaceous? Diatomaceous. Diatomaceous. You'd think I'd be good at that with all the Latin names, but apparently not. That's a desiccant, actually. A lot of people use that, and um, it it dries out insects, and it's sharp. The particles of it are very sharp, so it scrapes away the outside of the insect and dries them out, and it's supposedly a safe um, pest control method, but it, it does irritate people's lungs when they breathe it in. And um, bed bugs have been seen actually bathing in it. Not what we're talking about bed bugs, but it's it's not super effective. So bombing is the worst thing you can do. Don't bomb anything. Uh, pest control companies don't even, well, ones that are worth their salt, don't bomb. So what happens is when you bomb a room for any kind of insect, roaches, bed bugs, anything, fleas, the bomb will kill anything in the general area, but it won't do anything long term. And it basically scatters these pests into areas where you're not going to be able to actually 
get control of them and you can cause other problems. The best thing to do for roaches is bait like you were doing around areas where there's moisture. Roaches need water. So it's going to be kitchen and bathrooms. You want to do um, the bait you're using. Advian is a great bait for roach for roach control. It is amazing. Works terrific. I would say pea-sized drops of that underneath cabinets, in the kitchen, in the bathroom. As far as worrying about um, these roaches getting into your dubia colony, I would say put a light layer of Vaseline at the top of the enclosure for the dubias, or you can put double-sided tape. That would actually prevent roaches from getting into the container, and you wouldn't have to worry about any kind of contamination. Having used a double-sided tape, the only problem with that is it collects dust and it's not very tacky, so I'm assuming the Vaseline will mess you Yeah, up. that'll probably... I mean, it's it's messy, but it works. They yeah. can't cross it. Sounds good. Next one. Hello, Tom. I live with five people in a sober living. There is a slight roach infestation, and the house manager is requiring bug spray to be sprayed in the affected areas. He is letting me take care of this since he knows I am very scared for my children, tarantulas. Do you have any tips? How long does it take for bug spray to air out? What brand to use? My tarantulas are in the garage. The bulk of the problem is in the kitchen, which has a connected door that stays open all day. Of course, I will keep that door closed for the day, but I'm trying to hear any tips I can to do this as safely as possible. Okay, so um, spraying is not what you want to do for roaches ever. Um, as I mentioned before with another question, it's just going to basically cause these critters to go into cracks and crevices and you won't be able to get control. There are a couple of sprays that we use in the industry that are non-repellents, but I don't think that's anything you can get over the counter. So I'm, ta- I'm thinking what you're talking about is like Raid and I wouldn't use that. Plus Raid is really, really bad for people that have breathing problems. It's, it's, it's very difficult. It, it makes you, makes it really hard for you to breathe it in because it's, terrible it's terrible it's it's just not good so i wouldn't use rate at all uh as i mentioned advian bait is terrific the roach and ant formulations work great put them in pea size um dots in the kitchen where you're seeing these things uh if there's a dishwasher put it around the dishwasher around the refrigerator underneath cabinets underneath the sink that stuff works great and you won't have to worry about your uh, critters being affected at all Sounds good. So there seems to be a theme here of do not spray anything, if I'm getting that correctly. Next one is about mange. I thought this was interesting because obviously we have dogs. We haven't had, I don't think we've ever had to deal with mange. However, considering what mange is, important question. I have a question related to household pet pest control. I was hoping for you or maybe Billy to help. Well, this is going to be Billy. We recently adopted a dog that ended up to have a mite infestation, commonly known as mange. We are seeking the best ways to treat indoor areas, as obviously any sort of sprays or anything near the tarantulas is risky. Do you know anything about permethrin? To my understanding, it would not pose a risk to them unless they came in direct contact with it. My partner is trying to convince me to spray the couch with it, but I'm pretty hesitant. The spiders do have their own separate room, which I would never spray indirectly, but I'm paranoid about errant fumes or something. Please let me know if you have any advice. Okay, so it's tough because I'm not sure what kind of mange the dog has. There's two types. There's demodectic mange, which is not contagious. It's not going to affect humans. It stays on the dog. And there's sarcoptic mange, which basically can, it is contagious, but uh, these mites can't complete their life cycle on humans. So they die within three days if they get on a human. So I would 
there's there's different things you can do um, that don't include spraying the couch. Um, if the dog is in, put the if the dog is sleeping on the couch, put a blanket down when the dog sleeps on the couch. Then you can take that blanket, wash it, dry it for 20 minutes. High heat kills pretty much any insect. Um, I would use um, a product called Sterifab on the couch. It's basically alcohol, or you can use alcohol. I mean. I'm not talking about drinking alcohol. I'm talking about rubbing alcohol. I was wondering. I was going to say spraying the couch with scotch or something. No, 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 no. Um, rubbing alcohol will kill anything. And it doesn't leave a residual. And it causes... There's not going to be any chance of um, your tarantulas being hurt at all. Permethrin can... You get it on your clothes. You're sitting down on the couch. And then you go into the other room. There, There's a chance you're going to have residue on you. So I would not use that on the couch. And I would just stick with, uh, you could also um, use a rug cleaner on the couch if it's a material couch, and that will actually kill any mites that are on there. Now, with the alcohol, I'm assuming rubbing alcohol, do you dilute it with anything, or do you just spray straight up rubbing alcohol all over everything? Sterifab is a lower um, percentage of alcohol. You can just use alcohol and just spray it. It's fine. Just put it in a spray bottle and spray it. It's, it's, there's different um, levels of alcohol. I think there's 40% and 70%. It, it'll kill bugs. So you could just spray the couch with that without and having to worry about your tarantulas being affected at all. Perfect. I'm assuming it's because it's a desiccant. Like, does it dry I call up? Just, I don't know. It's like, uh, there's a lot of things that can kill insects, like hairspray can. I mean, there's pretty much anything you spray on an insect is going to kill it. So an alcohol basically kills on contact and it evaporates immediately. Interesting. All right, the next one we have deals with lice. I'm in social work, and sometimes I have to do lice treatments at my job, and I have several hundred different invertebrates, isopods, tarantulas, other spiders. I never thought about the fact that lice treatment is meant to kill bugs, and I touched it directly. I ended up immediately showering when I got home, washing my clothes, and I slept in my living room. My collection is in the bedroom, along with staying away from them for two days. I will definitely have to do some lice treatments in the future at my work. What does Billy recommend I do to minimize the risk of hurting my pets? So I guess the only question I would have reading this is I wasn't sure if they were talking about like lice you get in your head or body lice, the old crabs. What are we dealing with here? So the treatment for both is a lotion. There's shampoos. Permethrin is the active ingredient. Uh, It affects insects if they touch it. So I would say, and I'm sure this person is doing this already, use gloves when you're applying the lice treatment so nothing gets on you. Change your clothes when you get home. You're being, you're doing everything right, honestly. Um, just make sure you're not getting any of that lotion on your hands or your arms. And if you do scrub soap and water, you have, and I would say wear gloves when you're feeding your tarantulas as well. If you're doing this on a regular basis, just so you're not going to uh, get the feeder insects any of the uh, product on them if it's something you did like the same day. And clothes, I'm assuming, just precautionary. Just wash them. Change your clothes, wash them before you do anything else. Yep, absolutely. That sounds easy enough. Next one involves fleas. First one is fleas in the house. Been there, done that. Uh, I have a few questions for you. What is the best thing to do for fleas? I own four dogs, three stay outside. They're hunting dogs, one inside dog. I own 31 tarantulas, a centipede. We are fighting the fleas, but losing the battle in the house. Weather is making it an issue for moving my tarantulas to flea bomb the house. What is a good recommendation for something to help out without hurting the tarantulas? Any help would be greatly appreciated. All the dogs have been treated, but we're still fighting the fleas in the house. Yard has also been treated. Well, 
Okay. So fleas are something that um, a lot of people deal with. And vacuuming is number one for flea control. So flea larvae, they have a complete metamorphosis. So they, they, there's eggs, there's larvae, there's pupa, and then there's adult. So the larvae of the flea eat flea poop. Now, if you've ever flea combed a dog or a cat, you can see little black specks, and that's flea poop, and that is what the larvae is eating. So what you want to do is clean, 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 vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. If you vacuum twice a day, a good vacuum, all the cracks and crevices of the house, you want to do the furniture, any furniture that the dog sleeps on, bedding, wash the bedding, dry the bedding. You will actually control the fleas. You also want to make sure your dogs are obviously treated with something like Brevecto, Sentinel, which are oral medications for fleas that won't affect. It's not like what we used to do, which is put a pesticide in the back of the dog and then you touch touch the dog and then you're you have a chance of hurting your animals so those are great products so fleas bite the dog and that's how they get a lethal dose of insecticide and so i would also wash and dry the bedding where the dog is sleeping because that larvae and that flea poop when the dog scratches it falls off on into the bedding and that's where you have the problem so you want to make sure you're cleaning 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 and vacuuming and that will actually control the fleas do not bomb because remember Bombing kills is like instant kill, but it's not going to do anything for the larvae, the pupa. The pupa basically will hatch when it feels vibration, carbon dioxide. So like if you have an apartment, for instance, that's vacant and you walk in and you haven't been there for two months and they had a flea problem before, you're, they just jump on you. They hatch. As soon as they, you walk into the apartment, you're infested. And so vacuuming not only removes the flea poop, but also removes fleas, larvae, it's the best thing to do. Do not use bombs. It just, you'd have to bomb every day for like two weeks. Plus there's no point in it. It's just, it's just don't even bother doing that. I don't know what part of that was more interesting for me. The fact that you do do, or the fact that they come alive when they vibrate. That's really. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, that's why when people have a vacant apartment and all of a sudden you go in and you're attacked, you it's because when you're walking, that's really cool. The, the, the pupa, hatches because it's like oh dinner's here so they hatch and then they attack you how long can they stay for in that you know up to a year a year yes up to a year oh my gosh okay well i learned something on that one now uh, just to be play devil's advocate if they're vacuuming if they're washing there's still fleas in the house is there anything that they can do to treat after that or is that just the way to go so if you're okay you're vacuuming you're vacuuming you're vacuuming and um you, if you vacuum twice a day you want to make sure you empty the bag heat will kill fleas. So if you have the carpets steam clean, that's another way you can control fleas. I've gone into houses where there's little kids and they're like, we have fleas. And after I tell them to make sure they're getting their dog treated, which is super important and people ignore that fact, but obviously you didn't because you did say the dogs were treated. Um, it's vacuuming and cleaning will do the trick. It, 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 it works. And I tell these people, okay, I'm not going to spray because you're little kids. Just vacuum for two weeks twice a day and if they do that it will take care of the problem just make sure you're emptying the bag immediately because the fleas will crawl out of the vacuum good and i think i remember when we had them that's what we were doing and i was like freaking out and they went away that was it yep and granted we had hardwood floors which made it a little bit easier not carpets but it still worked all right so we've covered fleas inside the home now we got fleas on our animals our dogs our cats I recently got into the hobby and have around 17 tarantulas at the moment. 
I wanted for you and your wife's opinion on a product I use on my dog and if I should be concerned. I don't feel comfortable giving my dog traditional oral flea prevention, so I started using this product. Tropiclean Natural Flea and Tick Spray for Dogs. Oh, boy. Our tarantulas live in our bedroom, which the dog is not allowed in, and I wash my hands before feeding, watering the tarantulas. Should I look into another solution for getting rid of fleas? These spiders have been my dream pet for years, and I would hate for something to happen to them. The product you're using, I looked it up, it's, it's basically lemon oil, natural oils. It's, it's probably not going to be very effective. It just makes the fleas smell good, and it's kind of a repellent. So it's, it's not super effective. I still, I still advise using something like Prevecto. It's, it's a one-dose, every three-months product, and it works great. And you don't have anything on the back of the dog. So it's, it's really great. But if you, if you can't do that, I would say the vacuuming, vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. And um, that product, as long as the dog isn't in the tarantula room, it's, it's just it's going to be an irritant, if anything. It's just like smelly oils, essentially. So it sounds like for somebody that doesn't want to use the oral sum, that's what we use. I know we're a little freaked out by it at first. Uh, we used to use the topical stuff, which is... Terrible. If you're keeping with the nice thing is when we talked to Dr. Andy Anderson, he also said the same thing that the stuff he put down there. What is it? Uh, Frontline was that what it was? Frontline, the original Frontline yes. that goes down their spine stuff. That's how I believe I accidentally killed one of my tarantulas. I got that on my hands, held a prey at them. It sounds like then if they don't want to use the oral stuff, you definitely don't want to use that stuff if you have tarantulas. Then this would be an alternative. I guess she's just kind of yeah. I mean, it just you could use that, and if it works, that's great. And I would just say vacuum thoroughly as frequently as possible. And that's the solution. All right. The last one I have here is about bed bugs. Hey, Tom, we recently ran into an embarrassing problem and we'd like to ask Billy's advice on it. We had some relatives come to stay with us during the holiday break and they apparently brought us a very special gift, bed bugs. That's nice relatives. That's why I hate having people over. Um, We now have them in three rooms in our downstairs and it looks like we'll have to get them treated. My tarantula collection is in a spare room on the same floor. Will they be safe there if I close the door or should I move them? I know we had a chat about these the other day and this sounds like the big bad as far as tarantulas are concerned. What, what's the situation with the bed bugs? So bed bugs are one of these pests that only real conventional treatments work. It just, that's just the way it is. So you could <laughs> spray alcohol on every square inch of that. How the three rooms you could use diatomaceous earth and there's been studies by PCT Magazine where they basically film the bed bugs going through the diatomaceous earth and it doesn't bother them at all. The, the only way it actually does bother them is if you keep them in a container with just the DT, DE. DE is short for diatomaceous earth because I'll just stop saying it. But DE is a product that, as we mentioned, it um, scratches the outside of the insect. So... You have to, with bed bugs, they basically have to be living in it for it to kill them. So um, as far as if you could get the tarantulas in a different floor of the house and then on the day of the treatment, you want to make sure you put towels around the door. Make sure there's no way that, because the spray the spray used for bed bugs is water-based. It's 0.06% active ingredient. Uh, there's a product called Tempered. There's... Um, there's different products that people use, but uh, I would say if you can get the tarantulas on a different floor, remember these products are residuals. They will last for a few months. So if you walk barefoot from one room to the other and touch your foot and then feed your in, your 
um, roaches, roaches to the uh, tarantulas, there's a chance you're going to hurt your spiders. So you have to be really, really careful. After the treatment, once you're sure that the bed bugs are completely eliminated, um, two or three or four weeks, clean your rugs. That will actually remove the pesticide. Um, bed bugs basically have to take a blood meal five times to be able to reproduce. So you, and then they lay eggs and then, um, you have bed bugs everywhere. So do not spray repellents. Do not spray raid. Do not bug bomb the house. That will just make things worse. All right. So that covers it for our question. So hopefully, again, the way I wanted to do this is I think people that hear these, I'm sure people have similar situations, which will help. But then I'm thinking that if we just broke it down, talk about some of the common pests and how if you came in and they said, hey, look, it, I have a room full of tarantulas. Like if we're treating here, for example, how would you go about treating them? And we'll go through some of the more common pests. So the first one, we'll start with the easy one, I think. And again, you already alluded to the fact that there are different ones down south and up here, which I did not anticipate when I put this one on here. But termites, somebody has termites, they have a room full of tarantulas. What's, what is the risk? Like from a scale to one to 10 or like how risky is it to treat for them? And then what would be the best way to treat that would not put the tarantulas in any type of jeopardy? So down south, um, I know they have termite colonies that can actually be on a second and third floor, drywood termites, Formosan termites, a bunch of different ones. And sometimes they actually fumigate a house, which basically kills everything in the house. So um, up here, we use a baiting system called Centricon, and it essentially is on the ground. It's in the ground outside. There's absolutely no risk to tarantulas at all. If I'm pretty sure they use that baiting system down south as well, it would not be an issue. Tarantulas um, wouldn't be affected at all because the bait is in the ground outside. The termites are in the ground outside, and so there would be no issue as far as um, the baiting system goes, um, with spraying, um, it's not a, I'm not really very familiar with the different treatments for those type of species, but if you're using a baiting system, that's what I would go with because that poses no risk to tarantulas. So I'm assuming with the spray, there would definitely be a risk and maybe consideration of moving them or at least. Yeah, I would say if you can, don't, don't spray an area at, at all close to the tarantulas at all i mean if most of the time termites if if you're in a house where you have to have it fumigated obviously you take everything out all your tarantulas out they fumigate and then there's no residual it basically kills everything that's in the house and then it's done so you can move so a day or two you can move yeah absolutely right Next one, ants. And I know we discussed before we got into this, there's a few different types of ants. I know in our house, I think we've had both pavement ants and carpenter ants. What would be, you come to the house, they have tarantulas, they have ants. What are we doing? Okay. So first off, when I go to a house, if it's carpenter ants, I look at the top of the house to see if there's any trees overhanging the roof. You want to make sure those are cut back so the branches aren't touching the roof because we've had situations where carpenter ants have been nesting in an attic and the foundation is sprayed and there's still carpenter ants in the attic because they're actually going up the tree into the roof. So first things first, make sure that there's no overgrowth trees touching the roof. Um, and that would, uh, eliminate that. So when the foundation is treated, you'll control the ants. So as far as, uh, carpenter ants or any kind of ant, there's, um, sprays you can use. They just go on the foundation, two feet up, two feet out, 
um, a product that we're, we use all the time in the industry. It's called Termidor. It's a non-repellent. Works great. The issue is these ants cross it, and um, you can still see them for a little bit, a week or two, and then there's no more ants inside. So I would just, if you're treating with um, Termidor or your technician is treating with Termidor, you just want to make sure that you just keep an eye on the inside because they don't know they're crossing a lethal barrier when they come in. Um, There's a product called Advanced Granular Bait. Fantastic. You can use that on the outside as well. Um, that will work to control any ant. It's labeled for all ants. Works great on carpenter ants, on pavement ants. If you um, have a regular pest control tech uh, and ask them about it because it's a great product, you'll, you'll actually apply it and you can see these ants carrying it off. It's super cool. Um, and on the inside, there's, there's uh, MaxForce Carpenter Ant Gel, which you can place where you're seeing carpenter ants. And there's also Advian Ant Gel, um, it's Advian Ant Gel. Oh, there was one question I think we had about um, a protein-based, um, the ants were going after uh, the protein of the fish flakes. Oh, yeah. And so Advian is actually a protein-based ant bait. So it will work for ants that are we're after protein. protein. And it's also a gel, so it acts as a water source as well. Works great. You could use that inside everywhere. Just a terrific product as well. All right. And I do want to apologize because I do know that there are folks out there that listen that have ants. We love ants here. We find ants very fascinating. Unfortunately, they are when they get into a house can be obviously a pain in the butt. And with collections, ants can be attracted to tarantula collections. And there are situations where ants end up killing tarantulas. So that's why we're covered. And I feel bad because it's like somebody that had a spider problem killing spiders. I'd be like, oh. And so we want to make sure we take no joy out of killing the ants. I take no joy out of killing anything, honestly. But yeah, me neither. Th- this, it's something that just unfortunately you can't have. Them in your head. You can't have carpenter ants destroying your house. And in my case, I couldn't have ants coming in and they were starting to get into tarantula cages. That was a bit of a nightmare. So just to clarify there, because the last time I did, I think I did a whole podcast on ants and a couple people were really upset with me and it's like I'm not taking joy out of this it's just it's a legitimate concern for those of us that keep these as pets and I mean you can't have your ants are crawling all over your counter the best thing to do is like IPM integrated pest management so if you have um, greenery on the outside overgrowth cut that back make it less attractive for them to get in Um, they're attracted to water you want to make sure you eliminate as many water sources as possible like we have ants in our yard and we don't care we just don't bother with them and i find ants fascinating i find all animals fascinating but you can't have these things killing your animals so next one was not nobody asked about this but i know that it's been i've had somebody ask me about it. i couldn't find it flies house flies people that treat for flies whether it be you know around garbages or whatever what what's a safe way i know we've had it where we had our garbages were right outside the tarantula room and then there were flies everywhere for a little bit it was not fun and unfortunately in the summertime there's not much you can do besides wash out those containers every once in a while what can you do for flies okay so flies um flies are a pain and everybody wants us to control them but a lot of times it's there's a source and you need to eliminate the source as much as possible so those garbage bins make sure there's lids on them Uh, make sure that um you're cleaning the bins on a regular basis. You want to make sure... So there's a lot of different flies. There's house flies. There's fungus gnats. There's ford flies. Uh, there's all kinds of different flyers. So with um, gnats and like ford flies, you want to make sure you're not overwatering your plants because that can become... Plants can become a source for these things to breed in. 
There's a product we use called Maxforce Spot Bait. It is a aerosol and it works great, but I wouldn't use it in a tarantula room. If you have like if if you're in a kitchen, you could probably spot treat the windows and the flies will pretty much die within about three minutes of touching it. But you would want to be really careful because you don't want that product contaminating anything that your tarantulas will come in contact with. Now, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember you using that once and I went and went to clean some tarantula enclosures out and some water dishes and I set them down and realized I probably set them down right around where that stuff was and those ended up going right into the garbage because I wasn't going to take the chance of it. I know, and again, we had the issue a little whiles back with the, the flies around and I think part of it was because our neighbors had farm animals and yep. stuff so they were like coming over here. But I know somebody else asked it and I couldn't find the darn thing. Uh, next one, roaches. Obviously, we've talked a bit about roaches, but what would be the... So there's a couple different species of roaches. You have American roaches or palmetto bugs, and those normally are in the southern part of the country. You can also get them up here, but it's normally in boiler rooms, um, areas where it's moist and warm. So basically, the areas you're going to be getting these American roaches are going to be warmer, moist climates. And, and up here, it's basically sewage, sewage areas, um, boiler rooms, drains. Those can be treated with bait. It works great. Um, German roaches, sanitation does have a lot to do with it. If they don't have a lot of food to eat, grease, um, that will eliminate, and water. They need water, too. So if you eliminate as many of those variables as possible, the population's not going to thrive. There's also... Um, brown banded cockroaches and oriental cockroaches, but that's not; those are not very common um, up here. And the cousin to the roaches, wood roaches. So those are roaches that are outside naturally. They live in mulch, totally harmless. If you see one, they're light brown in color. They have wings, and um, they're nothing to worry about. They're attracted to light. You should change your uh, lighting outside to LEDs because they're not as attracted to LEDs as other lights. And they're occasional invaders and they're totally harmless. So if you get those, nothing to worry about. All right. I know we kind of covered this one through the discussion, but again, we're just working through it. Ideally, somebody walks in and or they call you in, you walk into the house, you have tarantulas and they have fleas. What are they doing? They're going to be vacuuming, vacuuming, vacuuming. So um, bombs don't work. Mention that. I wouldn't use anything like Raid. If you have children, if you have spiders, I would not spray unless it was a last resort. Uh, fleas are um, easy to get rid of as long as you stay on top of the vacuuming. If you vacuum, 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 you will, in two weeks, if you vacuum twice a day, you want to, um, you'll get rid of the fleas. Now, keep in mind, if you have cats, cats tend to stay high up on furniture, the backs of couches. So, when you're vacuuming, you want to make sure you vacuum those areas as well. Now, if you have a dog or cat that sleeps on your bed, you want to make sure you're taking the, you know, it depends if they sleep in your bed, under the covers with you, or on top. So if they're just sleeping on top, you can take that top blanket off, wash it, dry it in high heat for 20 minutes at least, or you just dry it all the way. And that will take care of any fleas, larvae, eggs, everything. If your animals are sleeping in bed with you, like under the covers, you want to make sure you wash your sheets. And when you change your sheets, Get that vacuum out and vacuum the mattress because they will be in the mattress as well. Take your pillows, put them in the dryer for 20 minutes as well because cats can sometimes sleep like around your head and um, put those in the dryer and they'll take care of any fleas, larvae, eggs, everything. And then uh, bed bugs, we covered that a bit. And I think this is so, 
it sounds like with the bed bugs one, for the, you to treat them correctly, it, there's going to be some moving of the spot. There's going to be some risk. So there's going to be some risk. There's companies that will do heat treatment for bed bugs. It's expensive, really expensive, but that's an option. The thing with heat treating is even with heat treating, they are doing some pesticide application. It's just not as much as a conventional treatment. They, they come out with a big truck and basically heat all the rooms up to, I think, 130 degrees. You'd still have to move your tarantulas out. If you can, if you have a place to put your tarantulas for a couple of weeks, that's ideal because then you can make sure that the treatment's done. There's no more bed bugs infesting the house and you can bring them back in. Before you bring them back in, if let's say you keep them in your bedroom and the room's been treated for bed bugs, clean, clean, clean after you're sure that the problem has been eliminated. If you have a rug, the rug will have been treated for bed bugs with a residual insecticide. So you want to make sure that you're taking a rug machine and cleaning the rug so you're removing any pesticide that's left. All right. So I think we've covered the major ones, but is there something we're missing here that folks are either worried about and shouldn't be worried about or things that we didn't talk about that sometimes get treated? So there's um, a couple different pests. There's carpet beetles. So carpet beetles are a pest that lives on natural fibers. We're talking dead mouse, uh, feathers, anything that's a natural fiber. So wool, cashmere, that kind of thing. So basically, and stored product pests, for instance, another, another thing that you can have infested. So cleaning, you can have clothing dry cleaned. It'll take care of any um, fabric pests. And you want to make sure that uh, you're physically removing any moth larvae that's on the walls. Uh, that would be for clothing moths. For carpet beetles, cleaning is essential. So carpet beetles are, there's a very carpet beetle, really pretty actually if you put it in a microscope, but the larvae is kind of gets confused with the bed bug. People will bring in samples to me and they're like, we're infested with bed bugs. I'm like, no, it's carpet beetle larvae. You have nothing to worry about. You want to take, um, you want to remove as many dust particles as possible. So you want to take your, usually it's a bedroom, bedroom or a living room. You want to remove as much organic debris as possible. So you're going to take a vacuum and you're going to go around the corners of the rooms and make sure you're vacuuming as much as possible. Then you won't need to treat. Um, so, and, and if, if you have a natural fiber item that these things are infesting, either throw it out or have it dry cleaned because if you keep that item in there, it's going to continue to be a problem. On that topic, stored product pests, Indian mail moths, these are things that usually infest kitchens. So somebody will bring a product in that has larvae of the Indian meal moth, and all of a sudden now you have these moths flying around the kitchen. There's um, the, the best way to control that isn't actually spraying it at all. It's finding where these things are breeding and getting rid of it. That's ideal. So um, I have done a few um, Indian meal moth jobs, but it's only because they were all on the ceiling, breeding, the moths, the cocoons were everywhere. So that was basically the last resort because the place was so infested. I think they had dog food in the house uncovered and the moths were infesting that. So um, you want to basically just be very thorough as far as what you're getting into as far as products make sure you're getting the source material out that's the most important thing as far as uh, stored product pests uh, fruit flies that's another product 
pests we deal with quite frequently. And that's one of those ones where there's two types of fruit flies. There's dark-eyed fruit flies and there's red-eyed fruit flies. Red-eyed fruit flies are in the bottom of a can of soda. They're in um, any kind of a banana. People don't understand that these eggs are on the outside peel of bananas and they bring them home and then all of a sudden they have fruit flies. So when you bring your bananas home, wipe the outside with a wet paper towel. You actually remove the fruit fly eggs and prevent the house from becoming infested with fruit flies. Fruit flies basically will have a very, very fast life cycle. So if you let these things go, you're going to have fruit flies two days after you bring the bananas home. And you want to make sure you want to eliminate any source. Dark-eyed fruit flies are ones that love uh, organic debris. So let's say you have a plumbing issue and the toilet's leaking and all of a sudden you have flies in the bathroom and they look like fruit flies. Those are dark-eyed fruit flies and they're living in the area of moisture under the toilet that's leaking. So the solution to that is fix the problem, get a dehumidifier in there. Uh, Dark-eyed fruit flies are problems in nursing homes where there's plumbing issues and all of a sudden the room's infested with fruit fly, uh, with dark-eyed fruit flies and then they have to take a jackhammer to the concrete foundation and get to that pipe that's leaking and fix it. So the solution with fruit flies is removing the source, cleaning up the source, whatever the source is, it might be a vase of flowers that you forgot about and now they're breeding in the vase of flowers, the bottom of it. It could be the plant's overwatered and there's water in the bottom of the plant and all of a sudden that's an issue. So it's it's really important with with fruit flies that you're eliminating the source and then you'll eliminate the problem without having to actually spray. And uh, I hate fruit flies only because I have to use them sometimes for my teeny <laughs> tiny spider, obviously different types, but I loathe the little things. It's funny, I get them every once in a while up here, I'll miss something or I'll take out a water dish that has something in it nasty and I'll get fruit flies. But that's why I keep a bunch of little house spiders all around. It's my natural pest control for the tarantula room and it works out well for me. They also, we got some big ones up here because they get the stray crickets. But while we're on spiders, I hate to bring it up because every once in a while you'll come home and tell me you have to treat these. And obviously being Tom's big spiders, that hurts me to the core spiders i know under most circumstances like around here just to explain what we do i have a bunch of them up in the tarantula room i like them up here like i just said natural pest control downstairs if we find a jumping spider or something we put it you know either in the garage or up here or outside where it should be but for folks that do have infestations like what's i almost hate to ask this one and i I probably shouldn't end it on this note because everybody right now is like oh good thank you and now we're going to talk about killing something that we all love but Spider pest control. What's the deal? Okay, so spiders are actually really hard to treat with residual insecticides because uh, they don't have in like antenna. So regular bugs, crawling insects, when we spray, we're leaving a barrier, a film. Uh, insects will go on that ants. They're using their antenna, and then when they clean their antenna, they get a lethal dose of insecticide. So spiders, to to treat spiders, you actually have to spray them on contact but there's different ways you can treat to avoid hurting spiders so if you eliminate the prey items like let's say you treat your foundation and use a granular insecticide on the outside there's not prey for the spiders to eat so normally eliminating their food source will the spiders will just naturally vacate I'll, I'll go into like a basement and i'll see a huge spider in a house i'm treating i actually cup it and i bring it outside because i'm i I don't like killing things as because much. you want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really, I really dig any any animal. It's just sometimes people are so arachnophobic that they're like, 
you got to do something about this. Um, there's a product called Webout that is all natural. It's vinegar and a bunch of different clove oil and plant oil. It's a repellent. That's a great product to use that will repel spiders. And I would not suggest that using that in a tarantula room at all, but you could use it um, in a basement, a foundation. It is smells really strong though. So if you spray a little bit of it and smell it and can't stand the smell, I, you're, you're not going to want to use it because you're going to smell it. But it's, it's basically a natural method of repelling spiders. Um, also, you could, if you want to get as many spiders out as possible, you could always use a, um, a clean shop vac, suck them up, and then open up the vacuum outside. And that's a way to basically remove spiders. I mean, I'm sure they might be injured on the way into the vacuum, but at least they're not getting sprayed with a pesticide. It's physically removing spiders and webbing is a great way, cleaning all those spider webs in the corner, sucking them all up with a vacuum. That's a great way to uh, eliminate a spider infestation. And um, then you can just open up the vacuum and let them outside. All right, so that's all I've got as far as uh, questions about them and the certain insects that people may have to treat. And I think we've got a pretty good idea now how to do it. Hopefully, what happens is if something comes up with folks and they find themselves in a situation where they have to treat one of these things, they can go back to this podcast and go, okay, here are some ideas. Again, obviously, and I just have to say this twice, it depends on where you are in the country, the state. I, we're just guessing on this one that there's going to be different stuff that's legal in one place, not in the other, or just a, a preferred type of chemical that is used in one state, maybe not in another. So just make sure you do a little checking in beforehand. But Hopefully this will give folks an idea of what to discuss when they find themselves in a situation where either a landlord is making them treat or the, the landlord's treating or the person comes in to actually spray or whatever that they can actually bargain and, and get the best possible outcome for their spiders and not have to sit there panicked and freaking out that they're going to lose everything. So a huge thank you to Billy for coming on. She took this, obviously I gave her the notes like a few days ago, took it very seriously and approached it very thoroughly to make sure that we have all the information we could. So Thank you, Billy. No problem. And I, what we can do is if anybody has any questions that weren't covered here, we could always get her back up here. Now that we know how to set this thing up, get her back up here to answer them because we want to make sure we cover everything in every possible scenario. And I'm sure there's something we missed or something out there that somebody's had to get treated that we didn't talk about. So that will do it for this one. As always, you can find me on thomasbigspiders.com, YouTube. What did we just post on YouTube? Oh, review of uh, Tom Patterson's Hardcore Arachnids. I've been meaning to buy from him since he started the new website. I've been using Tom for many, 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 what are it, seven years or so, seven and a half years. And love the fact that he's finally got a website because I get so many people asking me for jumping spiders thinking I'm Tom. And I have to go, oh, nope, you're going to find him on Facebook. Now I just send him the link and send them on their way. I know Tom had a period there where he was giving me a hard time about it because he was getting asked by people about different videos he did and a podcast he did because people confuse us all the time. It happens my way too. Every week I get somebody asking me if I'm selling jumping spiders. I get people that will go on my YouTube channel. I will show off a spider and they go, all right, I want three of these. It's like, no, I don't sell them. So definitely check out Tom's site, Hardcore Arachnids. Check out the video. I got some really cool stuff that I'm really excited about raising up. And that should do it for this one. As always, uh, you can find us also on, what is it, thomasbigspiderspodcast.com. We're on Spotify now. You can leave comments on Spotify. I've been trying to check both of those to make sure I approve them because I do have to approve both. That'll do it for this one, guys. As always, stay safe. We'll catch you all next time.